It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to another edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927. You're with Andrew Hughes. Shortly the GRV team along. Been a big day, of course, with our live broadcast from Sandown. It does continue. So lots of coverage of Greyhound Racing at Sandown and here in our studios as well. And joining us in the studios from GRV, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Welcome back, Molly. Uh, how was the honeymoon? Oh, look, it was fabulous. The sun was out, although it did rain for the first three days we were in North Queensland. But the sun came out. I've got a nice little bit of colour and um, got a smile on my face, apparently. <laughs> well, you do. You do. You've come back really fresh, so hopefully we can keep that up for the next couple of weeks. But uh, it's good to have you back, that's for sure. Yes, welcome back, Molly. And it's good to have Tornado Tears uh, ready to go for the Sandown Cup because... Uh, the Greyhound is certainly one of the stars of the sport at the moment and one of the uh, talking points in the upcoming Sandown Cup. Oh, that he is. Look, he, he's one special dog and it's always good to, to, I suppose, feel the confidence that Robbie has that the dog's 100%, you know, back up and running. Yeah, certainly wasn't himself at Wentworth Park, was he? Um, and then we found out that pad problem, I mean, yep. would stop any greyhound, to be honest. And uh, we've seen some footage of him trialling at Sandown, and, and Robbie checked his pad straight after, and he looked A-OK. He's unbeaten at Sandown over the 7.15. You'd think he'd be able to bounce back, and I think the market suggests uh, exactly that point. Yeah, he is the tab all-in $1.80 favourite. To make it back-to-back Sandown Cup wins, that would be pretty special, just to be on course and be a part of it. It will. Um, it's certainly not uncharted waters. I think no. uh, Sweet It Is has won uh, back-to-back um, Sandown Cups, I think. And she's uh, got a pup in these, doesn't she? Or in the... Yeah, she, um, yeah she does. she's got a pup in the Sapphire Crown. Often, often imitated. imitated. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and of course, uh, the Great Bowl Trees winning four of them, yep. which will never be done again. Irma Bale, I think, won back-to-back Sandown Cups as well. So Tornado Tears looking to join some elite company. And, uh, yeah, look, I think that eighty would look great if he comes out and runs the hands off the clock in the heat. Oh, absolutely. Now, a dog that I'm really interested in seeing how he goes back at Sandown Park, over a different distance, though, is Bago Bye-Bye. Now, he was in the Melbourne Cup. Um, he promised so much he won his Melbourne Cup heat. He was the fastest qualifier and didn't quite perform up to expectations in the Melbourne Cup, but... I mean, he's dominated. It was, I think, it was in Brisbane. His last start of his first start over seven hundred, and yeah. he flew. Like I was very impressed with that, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how he goes. Although second start over seven hundred is always a question mark for me. Yeah, you're right, and he's, you know, Tornado Tears has got a fresh batch of challenges, if you mm. like. I mean, you know, with greyhounds like M Bye and Bago Bye Bye, as you mentioned, and probably one that he has seen before and has defeated Tornado Tears is Blue Moon Rising. It'll yep. be an interesting clash. Uh, look, he's a, a greyhound with a little bit of early speed and um, Dinah Chancer, the way he's racing at the moment, um, you'd suggest he's got to be a big chance in a, in a race like this as well. Do you think he's overs at $16? Yeah, possibly, because he won his speed star in 41.57, so that's probably a time Tornado Tears can run quicker than that, there's yeah. no doubt, but, you know, running that on the bunny, um, Donna Chancer, certainly you'd have a little bit of a, a spec at uh, at 16s, that's for sure. Absolutely, and also I think a greyhound by the name of Poco Dorado, you know, she started off her career with an absolute bang. Her form has faltered off a little bit um, at the moment, but I just think $16 is, is decent odds about her too, I think, 
You just don't know when she's going to come back, and you just you wouldn't mind being on her when she does come. Oh, ability um, absolutely yeah. has got all the ability in the world. She just doesn't seem to bring her A game in Melbourne uh, like yeah. she does uh, at Wentworth Park. And of course, we've got Ella Enchanted. Yeah. Uh, interesting to hear the comments of James Innes saying that um, she did have a, a seven twenty five campaign where she did get a little bit tired, yep. uh, probably mid year last year. He thinks she's coming back a lot tougher this time uh, to run it out cleanly. Yeah, and her run last start was impressive as well. So very much looking forward to these heats on Thursday night. There's four stand-down cup heats, so I'm very, very interested to see how these ones pan out. But I really do think Tornado Tears is going to be, uh, you know, uber impressive here. All right, the RSN Sandown Cup, exciting. Also, let's talk about the Sapphire Crown heats as well. Now we've got Diana Patty. She is the tab all-in favourite at $3.50. She's in race nine, box number three. She is, of course, the Warnable Cup winner. She's in great form at the moment. And look, I think an inside box really suits her. Yeah, for, I think it's box one, actually. I may have wrote that down wrong. Yeah, I think she's uh, got the inside. Um, look, uh, Ollie, one of four greyhounds to break 29 seconds at Sandown. She did that a couple of weeks ago, of course, joining her dad, Unlawful Entry and Beckham Bale. Uh, the interesting runner for me is Zipping Bailey at $4.50 Why overall. did I know you'd say this, George? Yeah, look, uh, I'll be cheering for, for mate of mine, uh, Cameron Hallinan. But, uh, look, she's got a challenge because I, I had a look at her race. There's so much speed in that race. Yeah. She's going to find herself worse than midfield. Um, but her run in the uh, in the ladies' bracelet was outstanding. Almost broke the run-home time of Shaky Jakey uh, at Wentworth Park. So she's racing in really good form. But, again, this is another challenge coming to Melbourne. Or we sort of rate ourselves thinking we're the, the number one uh, <laughs> in the land. And, um, look, Zipping Bailey's certainly got the ability, but she's going to have to take another the step up. I'm sure she's got that in her. Yeah, last night on the the catching pen, I was watching and they had some vision of Zipping Bailey with her bracelet on and inside. And Jason Lincoln made a really good comment that one thing with the greyhounds is that you can bring them inside and have them on your couch and really, really get to know the athletes, which is a, a lot different to to the horses. So it is very special seeing those. I think it's vision. a lot different these days than it used to be. Probably, yeah. I think they're a little bit more regimented in days gone by, yeah. where you didn't want to really ruin that routine. And, and obviously, they still need a routine, but you know, a little little you time inside, yeah. You know, so that's all good. The other one to mention, of course, is Circle of Dreams. It'd be so. rude not to mention it, really. No, of course, she's won three group races in fifteen starts. Yeah. She's an absolute star. Uh, unfortunately for her last week, she had Orson Allen drawn on yeah. her outside and he absolutely <laughs> flew running twenty nine twenty. I think she'd bounce back. Uh, she's drawn quite well in the first of the heats. For a good point, Molly, we talk about the differences between the three racing codes. I've never thought of that. That greyhounds can claim that trainers can sit on the couch with their chargers and watch TV. They can't really do that in thoroughbreds yeah. unless they've got a really big couch. It's often as well when they go travelling interstate, um, greyhounds are often often snuck into, a, like if they're doing a long drive, snuck into the um, the hotel room. I've seen a couple of photos of dogs just laying on their mats while the you know the trainers are snuggled up in the double bed. So. Yeah, pet-friendly pet <laughs> hotels. They're and the, those, the saviour uh, of greyhound trainers. Usually on the way to New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> and the horse floats too also. They're too big to go through the drive through at McDonald's. As many trainers in greyhound racing tell us they can... That's Take right. their vehicles through Keep and get a, nuggets, mate. Uh, something imagine, for the dog. Yeah, Jezelinko being declined McDonald's after one of his starts because no. he didn't fit through the driveway. I think he'd be pretty, pretty That's angry. Yeah. Terry wouldn't allow it. <laughs> this is off the leash for GRV. Let's move on to the Harrison Dawson heats, Molly. We mentioned Dawson Allen's brilliant run, um, a win over Circle of Dreams last start. He is the all-in tab favourite. 
And oh, look, I think this dog's just in in amazing form. I was so upset he didn't get there for the Warnable Cup. I just I just had so many hopes, so many dreams, but he just didn't quite get over the line. Well, for the fifty thousand dollar bonus, yeah, <laughs> yes. you would have probably got a, a free shout at the pub. Uh, more, but look, um, look, he's clearly the the fastest greyhound in the country, or at least the the premier sprinter. Twenty nine twenty last week after the track had been harrowed. I know Sandown said that the times weren't going to be affected too much, but it was a wet and windy sort yeah. of day and. He's just an absolute star. Look, he should jump and be hard to beat. Flynn's the the up and comer, isn't he? Twenty nine oh eight in that speed star. Um, he was absolutely outstanding. I think he's drawn pretty well as yep. well this no, week. I, I think he's got enough speed to beat the red out, and he'll be pretty hard to beat. And of course, Seneki as well, whose run last week was absolutely outstanding yeah. at Queensland. It was brilliant. And he's he's sitting at eight dollars as well. So there's there's plenty of value there. And Flynn, I think, is also at nice odds at six dollars. Or when I looked last night, so definitely worth uh, having a look there. Coming up, uh, we'll be joined by uh, Steve White, in fact, to talk about the uh, win in Queensland. But we should uh, mention, of course, one of the stalwarts uh, of greyhound racing in the industry for so long. Marg Long is retiring from the position at the Meadows. George, you've had a lot to do with her working out there. And uh, we talk about uh, people who've been stayers, not sprinters, in the <laughs> sport and administration. Marg's certainly one of those. Yeah, look, and uh, the fact that she's a Hall of Fame administrator, yeah. I think, says it all. Um, I've had the pleasure to work with Marg for a long period of time. I don't think uh, we get to see, uh, I think the the outer public don't get to see how good she is yeah. with her staff and the way she runs the place. So she's been fantastic for a very, very long time. Yeah, I know I'm not meant to have favourites, but I definitely think Marg's certainly up there. She is a phenomenal role model in how she, I suppose, positions herself in every aspect, whether it's knowledge or just professionalism, is just amazing and it's so good to kind of well it's been so amazing to have someone to look up to um you know as almost as a female in the industry as well so she's just i was so sad when i heard about this news she's been a pioneer there's (laughs) there's absolutely no doubt about it and um just the little things she's done uh no it's it's going to be a big loss to lose mug but we move on um and we've got uh, ashley uh, baker uh, starting as the new ceo he'll commence in late june and we're looking forward to to welcome ash i haven't met uh, ash yet so so uh, it'll be good to sort of spend some time with him and see where he's at for yeah. sure. And he's got a bit of um, a bit of background in racing as well, having worked for the Office of Racing and the GM of the Werribee Racing Club. So that'll definitely come in handy. Yeah, for sure. Good luck to uh, Marg and no doubt more talk about her retirement over the coming days and weeks on RSN 927 and GRV social media. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Down the back, Seneki raced away. Eight links in front, Bad Betty to second. Followed then by King Kratos. A break in the field, then two. Painted picture and Galway Johan, but it's all Seneki around the corner. Straightens eight in front in second spot, Bad Betty. Then King Kratos. A brilliant derby win to Seneki by seven links. Yes, what a win. It was the only Victorian trained greyhound to contest that uh, Queensland derby and uh, won easily in the end. And uh, music to the ears of our next guest, Molly and George, because joining us is trainer Steve White. He joins us on RSN 927's Off the Leash. Welcome, Steve. Morning, Andrew. Steve, uh, good morning, mate. George Ferrugia here, mate. Um, congratulations, first off, uh, with uh, Seneki on his win. Uh, third fastest time at Albion Park. He absolutely demoralised a, a pretty good field. 
I'm guessing, Steve, you wouldn't have been too uh, surprised by the victory, um, considering. I suppose his apprenticeship in 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 Melbourne. I mean, he raced ran second in a uh, in a silver chief behind Baruga Brett. Even when he first came to Melbourne, he was running twenty nine seventy odd at the Meadows. Um, you would have just thought, well, this is what this greyhound's capable of. Yeah. Firstly, good morning, George. Uh, yeah, no surprise to me. Look, I took him up to Queensland, and he he ran twenty nine sixty eight in a um, solo trial there, which just showed you know how how good the dog is, and then. He was very unlucky in the heat. He, he just—he was trying to move across to the fence, and the other dog was pushing him out wide, and he, he came out pretty battered. He had cuts and bruises everywhere on him, and we had to work all week on him to get him through. But um, once once the five missed it and he got clear room, he put him to bed very quickly at the, at, at the winning post. That he did. Now, Steve, it's Molly here. You've you've had a sensational run of late, winning the launching pad with Tewitri, um, the launching pad Consolation with Seneki, and now the Queensland Derby with Seneki. Who are the other greyhound, young greyhounds in your team at present? Uh, let me see. <laughs> We've probably got about six or seven of them, all from SA and all from the two litres of Fernando and Don a double one. Um, with Seneca, you've got his sister here, Gwydion. Uh She ran 29-28, getting beat behind Donna Patty, which is a phenomenal effort for her. Um, she could be um, a really, really good stayer. That was the reason why um, Kieran and Bill sent her over. So we're just sort of taking our time with her and we'll just see what happens. Uh, Red Rock's also a little brother. He's a very good dog. He's another one who'll probably get further and benefit. Um, they're the ones in that litter. And then you've got Twitchery, which won the launching pad. She's a very serious um, greyhound, this one. She, she's going to get... Um, she'll probably get further as well, but I think they're all going to get better as soon as they um, as soon as age. Another few months, probably, and because um, I've only just turned two. And then you've got Quarencia. Uh, he's over. The, I sent him back over to Kieran for the um, Howard Ashton, which is on this Thursday night. He trialled twenty nine seventeen at the Meadows and uh, not Meadows at Sandown, and he did a toe. So I said to Kieran, "Well, might as well send him back home and spell him there and get him ready for the the breeders over there." Um, and then, of course, we've got the old girl in, in Fabwick, who's um, you know twenty nine sixty around the Meadows. So. God, it's a, it's a nice nice little kennel you've got there. But one thing that I, I'd love to ask you is you seem to have a bit of a pattern of, um, I suppose, bringing dogs over from interstate. How, how are you picking these dogs and what are you looking for in an interstate dog to have success in Melbourne? Because not all, or not all dogs can stand up to what we've got over here. Yeah, well, there was a time when SA was the place where you sent dogs when they'd finished from, you know, New South Wales where I was living and, and now in Victoria. But We've got a very good friend over there, and everybody knows him in Ray Fewings. He's a race caller for, for Sky Channel and, and does all things. And he sent me over um, Tugra and Don't Kid Me. And they were um, not as fast as these dogs, but they were running the 2970s at Angle Park. And, you know, we, we finished up winning a lot of races with them dogs. I think we won about 25 with each of those, and, and both of them were group finalists. And, um, yeah, and then Ray rang me and said, look, I was speaking to Kieran, and, and Kieran was thinking of sending them over to um, 
over to Victoria, these fast young dogs. So I knew about them before they started. And um, what then happened was he said, you better get onto it now before someone else does. So I did. And the relationship has been excellent ever since. Now, uh, Steve, tomorrow night we've got heats of the, the Group 1 Sapphire Crown, a, a race, of course, that you've won twice with uh, former superstar and Hall of Famer, Power to Burn. Just give us a little bit of a snapshot uh, when, uh, or times that you can remember when you were racing her. I mean, she was an absolute champion and what it was like to train such an elite greyhound and, and one as, as talented as her. Yeah, well, George, I, I don't really regard her as a champion. I just regard her as a freak. Because <laughs> yeah. she... She, when she broke in, like she broke in the first uh, the first trial around Glengarry, and and, the, and um, George Sahalas rang me up and said, uh, "Mate, you're going to have to take this bitch home." I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Mate, it's the fastest thing we've ever seen." And so he had the one trial. I said, "No, no, George, give her another one." So he um, gave her another one, and she went even better, and then. I had somebody ring me and said he'd seen her and wanted to buy her, and I just said, nah, look, this is what I breed for, you know, I'll just keep her. And then uh, first I'd take her up to Ipswich for the Vince Curry. She made the final there, fell going out of the straight when she was running second. Give her a few weeks off, brought her back and smashed the track record at Nara. And then from there onwards, well, she just, um, you know, she just went on to win two, two Sapphires, an Easter Egg, a Laurels, a Tem Lee, a Rookie Rebel. Uh, six other group wins, five track records, and also held the Wentworth Park track record the same time she held the Sandown track record and also the Meadows 600 track record all she, at once. She did. She held that Meadows track record for, for a little while, didn't she? She went low 34 seconds, I think, when that was unheard of. Yeah, it was 34.02, I think. And I remember I remember that day because, and let me tell you, she was unbeaten over 600. And that was the first ever 600, and she smashed the track record, and she, I think she broke all sections. And I remember Jason Thompson saying to me, he said, he's never seen anything go that quick up the back. Yeah. And um, anyway, she, she finished up winning. She won that, and then she won the New Year's Gift, which was a group three, I think. And then um, I think I brought her back then, and then she won the Tim Lee in the following year. I then won the Rookie Rebel. And... Look, I, I guarantee, I reckon if I put her over 700, she would have smashed the record there as well. Can you just imagine if she was doing that in this day and age, what what a carry-on we would be doing right now? Like, we would be jumping up and down, singing our praises like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think because you, you're winning over different distances, and, and Steve would understand how hard that is, I think probably the only greyhound in recent memory to do that would be Fanna Bauer winning an Australian Cup and then going on to have a good uh, good start. So she was an absolute uh, freak for you, Steve, but you've got an unbelievable team at the moment, and Seneki... As you mentioned, you've got some good dogs in that litter with Red Rock and, and Gwydion, but um, his traits uh, are what uh, dogs need to win Group 1 races, aren't they? Yeah, he's he's um, he, he comes out fairly. like he, he comes out with them, but his muster is just something that I haven't seen in in any of the dogs I've trained in the last 20 years. You know, he, he could be second last out of the boxes and be equally to going out of the straight, you know what I mean? And, and that was the other night, you know, I, I knew it was all over once he hit the front, because I, I just know how quick he is between the first and the third section, he can just open them up and it needs, you know, something extra special to run them down when they're running that time. 
Absolutely. Now, trainers tend to share, you know, their ups and downs and you've had some great times over the years, but training greyhounds, you know, as we all know, can be a pretty tough caper. Now, do you see your, you know, your current patch as being a bit of a purple patch, you know, potentially being a, a, a bit of a turning point in your training career? Oh, I wouldn't say it's a turning point. Look, I've had a lot of a lot of really good dogs, you know, powder burn, Tommy Brislane, like he was, he was probably one of the most promising young dogs out. You know, he won a he won a Group One and a Group Two before he was two year old, and and no no dog, not even the old great great Brett Lee had done that. You know what I mean? And it was just a sad thing to go around. But this is probably the best kennel I've had all at once. I've always had a fast dog in the kennel, and you've had a few provincial dogs and so forth. But to have all these dogs I've got here, and they're easily all Group dogs. They're yeah. the fastest lot in one go I've had and um, uh, you know I've still got another couple more to come over from SA so once they go through this series the Howard Ashton and um, Quincy is a very very fast dog he's just got a few bad traits with the boxes which we're just going to have to try and work on but um, yeah it looks promising for the next 12 months or so anyway it must make it easy to to wake up in the morning and go into the kennels when you've got these dogs (laughs) Yeah, no, no. There, there was times I can tell you where, where you wake up and you go, "What am I doing this for?" But um, yeah, look, at the moment it's, it's pretty easy. You know, a lot of kennels will stay the same. Once you get some, some good dogs in there, it's easy to get up and thing. But you've got to have a good team. Also, you can't do it on your by yourself. I've got my wife Kerry and son Mitchell, which, which uh, look after the camp. But they they know what's got to be done if I go away to the race or travel in the state and whatever. So um, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. Um, at the moment, but um, I'm a little bit disappointed at the moment because I had I had most of these other group dogs all going around in the sapphire, and I've had to I've had to scratch them because of the bug that's floating around in the air at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the only disappointing aspect I've had at the moment because I had them all set ready to go into these group ones, and it's just sort of uh, hasn't panned out. Oh, it, it must be heartbreaking. But before we let you go, I do have one one quick question for you. Now, this current crop of young stars you've got that have come from Kieran Corby, like you mentioned, in South Australia. Now, she's renowned for having a great relationship with her greyhounds through the rearing and training practices. Do you believe that the close bonds she forms with these dogs are a key part of their success down the line on the racetrack? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the way you rear them. It's it's not how fast the dogs are. It's it's how they've been reared, and we've done all our rearing ourselves in New South Wales, and, and we came down here and we, we we bred a few litters and sent them back to Sydney, and 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 they they never turned out any good. So, you know, we've, we've become uh, a litter ourselves. I think the best way is if you, if you can feed them good, handle them, and that's the important part. If you can handle the young dogs early and and get them used to a, a a routine to start with, everything else will fall into place. And, and with Karen, Karen, she spends a lot of time, and, and I've never seen a person that that is so attached to their, their dogs. She doesn't sell any dogs. Um, she keeps them all as pets, and she, I know she's got about four living in the, in the house now, and, and other ones she'll make sure she goes in, in the gap. She doesn't really, well, she won't sell dogs, it's as simple as that, because she loves them so much, and she doesn't think that other people can take care of them as good as what she can. Steve, congratulations on your uh, result in Queensland. Good luck going forward. Thank you for taking the call today. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. Steve White there. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash.
Let's go to some of our regular segments on the uh, program and uh, the watchdog. George, how are we faring there? Yeah, half the card at the Meadows on Saturday. Uh, so hopefully uh, people got on board there, including Zipping Dodge, who was a nice winner, and Ella Enchanted, who faced off against uh, Dinah Chancer, uh, got the job done at $2.80. Zipping Dodge uh, was a $3.20 pop. So get the best uh, Greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the new Watchdog mobile form app today. And some of those who are using the Watchdog might then place some big bets at the tab with that information and maybe they might have a few wins, Molly. Look, Shepparton, there's been some big bets at Shepparton this week, including $20,000 and $1.55 on Nerve Shelter, 11000 at $2.20 on Quest Allen and $10,000 on Scott Something. Now, this is all in the same night. Also, in our Better Luck Next Time segment, uh, uh, the same night as the winners are Grinners, $15,000 was put on at $3.20 on Rock Like Jagger to finish second and 10000 at $4.60 on Glass Half Full to also wow. finish second at Shep. So someone has had a pretty decent uh, goal of it at Shepard in the other day. Someone needs a glass of wine and a lie down after that, <laughs> but it uh, looks like he's just come out on top. And a uh, round of applause to the person who backed uh, Goofy Express at Ballarat, having 500 on at 13. That's always uh, uh, a big result. And so just always remember to uh, gamble responsibly. All right. What's our litter of the week? Oh, George. Wow. This is a big <laughs> one. This is the best litter of the week of all time. We can't top this one. <laughs> now, it's Fernando Bale, Uphill Jill. And I know George was so excited when I got to break the news to him. I was. I rang David straight away uh, like a little child and uh, had six dogs and four females uh, from the 10 pups and, and Dave sounded like a really proud uh, grandfather. He said Aww. she's uh, fit into motherhood like we knew she would, like a champion. Uh, all pups are doing well, bred by uh, Rose and Dave Gill, of course, and he's had some big offers come through already, but uh, he's not sure whether he's going to sell yet or not. Oh, I'd keep him close to my chest. Absolutely. <laughs> and our Gap Dog of the Week, Molly. Now, we had a bit of a, a mix-up. I accidentally chose the same Gap Dog as the week as you guys last week. So, look, it must mean we're on the same page somewhere. <laughs> but um, I've picked up a dog by the name of Deja, and it's a he's a nine-year-old black male, and he raced under the name Deja Voodoo. He's a blue dog, and he's perfect on the lead. He's ha- also happy living as an only dog, which is a really, really handy trait to have. He was also happy to have another male canine companion and he does like children as well as food. Loves a bit of food. (laughs) A lot of them do, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So if you're interested in giving Deja a home, make sure you head to the Gap page, which is gap.grv.org.au. Terrific stuff. For more information on the GRV website, RSN 927 as well. Don't forget, heading back to Sandown. It's been a big morning, of course, on RSM with a live broadcast for the Sandown Cup launch. Molly George, we'll see you next week on Off the Leash. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.